Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, a podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today with a special edition episode. I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. Scam Originator. How you doing today, Claire? I'm good. I'm once again very excited to talk to some Red Stars. We're talking to some Red Stars. We like to do things in, in pairs here. We're co-hosts, so we figured we had some co-teammates come on board and chat with us today. We're joined by Kayla Sharples and Hannah Davies, and how are you doing today? We're doing well. Thank you guys for having us. We're excited. Yeah, excited to be here. Love to hear it. You love to hear how excited you guys are to come chat Southside Chat Podcast. We're going to talk about some stuff with you guys. We got some tournament life stuff that we want to get into, maybe a little bit of soccer. Um, our favorite topic, <laughs> the city of Chicago, uh, and obviously like some fun tournament stuff, uh, bubble life stuff. Uh, but I think the most important thing that we just have to just get out of the way, let's just get it out of the way now, okay? is we need to talk about watermelons. We got to talk about the watermelons, you guys. <laughs> Yuki. We've been dying to know. Yeah. Yuki Nagisato, the legend, had a birthday. And the theme was watermelons? Question mark. Fill us in on what's been going on in these videos about watermelons. It wasn't even a theme. That? It was, I don't know, so yesterday, obviously, yes, it was Yuki's birthday. And so the team, we wanted to celebrate it with her. So um, we have a big patio area. Um, outside the hotel so our team booked it for a couple of hours and we all went out there um, we had our dinner out there we had some dessert um, we played ping pong bags um, anything you can really imagine even these like giant jenga um yeah. blocks i guess um and so as the time went on as the night went on yuki kind of we, put everyone together and said, okay, I kind of have like a game to do with you guys. And then in the corner, there's like 10 watermelons, three ginormous ones. And like the rest are just these really small, like itty bitty ones. And so she just kind of took the rain and told us what we were going to do. And so she started off and basically what she did, I don't know, is it like a I, Japanese? Yeah, it I is. Actually, I actually, I looked it up. It's like yeah. a Japanese tradition that you used to do on her birthday yeah. growing up. And so like, Ultimately, whoever was going had to pick a partner, and then you spun around for 20 circles, which did not go well. 10, 10 to 20. Some <laughs> yeah. people didn't get there. And then uh, your partner would, like, guide you to where the watermelon was, and then when they thought that you were close enough, it was just, you know, one hit down, and... Yuki exploded. <laughs> was, she actually missed on her first attempt, which was hilarious because she went down with such force and instead of hitting the watermelon, she hit the ground. And that's actually like pretty painful in your hands, like once you hit the ground. And so we were just laughing hysterically. And then on the second attempt, like her, she's still blindfolded and um, she hit it square and like cracked it in half, um, but exploded everywhere and got on some people. But it was, it was definitely fun. A new trend or a new game that we did not know of and hopefully we will continue and make it a tradition i was like i got really excited about seeing it because i saw like seeing her turn around and like seeing some of the footage of it prior to seeing the introduction <laughs> of the watermelon i was like oh they got piñatas <laughs> like my like my mexican ass was like oh like piñatas like that's so cute and then i saw the watermelons and i was like oh my i was like yeah i can't wait to talk about this uh, so no, who was the best who was the best partnership I went with Emily Boyd. We were pretty good, but Emily we hit, we hit, so Yuki went and like smashed it open. Then we flipped it when Emily went with the same watermelon. So hers like legitimately went <laughs> everywhere. Um, 
but yeah, Julie was like, I don't know, what should we do for her birthday? And we were like, pinatas, and Yuki was like, no, I got something better than a pinata, <laughs> watermelon smashing. Um, Scott did one too, and that was, that was great. His partner was Sitch, so both the, the coaches, and that was also a sight to see. We have that on video. Yeah. I think we posted it a couple times, it was great. I love it. And of course, I know you guys totally were awesome and cleaned all that up. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> With some we're hotel sheets. <laughs> yes, we're just gonna we're just gonna put that on record now. Uh Claire, bubble life? Yeah, let's talk about bubble life. So we spoke, you know, God, I don't even know what, two weeks ago now, something like that. Um, kind of on the early days of of bubble life. How does it feel? the difference between maybe that first week, and I think you guys are going into your fourth week now in the bubble. How, yeah. how has, what things have become easier and what things have become more difficult the longer you guys are out there? Um, I would say I'm like sort of getting on a routine. I'm definitely more tired, just like day-to-day -day things. I'm just kind of over it. <laughs> but <laughs> You get drained. Yeah. Faster, I feel. But I've like, found more things to do I guess the highlight of my day I saved a frog today in the bubble it was in the heat and I brought it to the plants and that was about the coolest thing that she happened. poured a lot of water on it too <laughs> um and then like online shopping is always a good time I'm spending way too much money that I don't have um yeah yeah I would say the first couple of days leading up to like that week um we didn't get tested yet and we were waiting to see when we were gonna get tested and so just to, to be on the safe side and as precaution like we couldn't really hang out with each other at first so no one could go into each other's rooms like we were basically kind of self-isolating at the hotel um, which in hindsight of course like we wanted to be safe and then once we got tested um, a couple days after then like what was it five days in then we could actually interact with each other more and hang out more um, so I think since that it's been better just because you know you do go like a little crazy like stir crazy when you're in your room for hours at a time with no social interaction but as the time has gone on like we play games now with each other like we can just hang out we can eat together um I think for me like I like to have my alone time and just kind of relax in the room like on my bed watching tv or reading a book but nothing really beats you know like physical interaction um so I, what some of my highlights of the day are just like hanging out with teammates and um a lot of us play ping pong too because there's a ping pong table a the couple. coffee truck yeah and then the coffee truck too so those um i think they're making the bubble life a little better every day <laughs> how heated does the ping pong get um very heated um there's some betting going on as well yeah. um <laughs> sometimes we'll bet literally just a coffee. coffee we'll say okay yeah. loser you have to pay for coffee or you have to pay for a dessert in the like the hotel snack bar or something like that um but we, yeah we find ourselves playing ping pong there's also like a foosball table as well um so Caden Gordon is really good at Jenga <laughs> didn't he knock he down is. the whole thing though yesterday yeah but I kind of well I told him he was pulling it out and he's like too short so it's kind of coming down so I was like just pull it really fast and he was doing so good and then the tower knocked over and yeah, you would think at some point for him, the giant Jenga would get too giant. And well, he, we, we had to lift him to put it, like, back on top. Yeah. I don't know. I'm calling bad coaching on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Spider-Man with Kaden. That's also a highlight. <laughs> uh, ping pong's getting pretty hot. Utah, 
Utah is a pretty hot place. Uh, there's been uh, some discussion about that in terms of how that's impacting you guys, um, whether it's in trainings or on the pitch for game days. A lot of talk about turf. We uh, were joined by uh, Bianca and Ella, and we had a good conversation about Ella and her uh, experience with a rough turf burn. Uh, how are you guys handling that now in terms of getting adjusted to that versus early on to, to now? I, you know, I feel like it's gotten a little better. We just moved our practice this week to 8.30, so it's definitely just a nice break to be training in the morning. There's pros and cons. Obviously, nobody wants to get up that early to go to training and then sit around all day, but the break from the heat has been really nice. And then um, just staying hydrated, this has also been keeping me sane. I love sparkling water. You guys whole, whole entire fridge is stocked. Yes. Cheers. Got LaCroix in there too. Am I the only one that doesn't like sparkling water? Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're a seltzer podcast. We enjoy a seltzer here. <laughs> I got put on, to be fair, I got put onto it. I wasn't super on the train, but this is, I feel like a kind of a part of soccer culture. Right. So it is a little bit. <laughs> so I just feel like a peer pressure. Just Buy into it, Kayla. I mean, I like spiked seltzer, but if I want water, you know, I just got to hey. the old-fashioned water. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess kind of going off of Hannah, um, I mean, when we were training, I guess during preseason, it wasn't in Chicago, but we were training in, like, Wisconsin, Indiana, and we had some, like, pretty hot days as well. So, like, we were kind of used to playing in the heat, but also, like, Chicago heat or Midwest heat is a lot different, you know, than Utah heat. Um, the altitude. In the altitude as well, yeah. Like, Utah, it's drier. Like, it's not as humid, so that's nice. So, like, while we've been playing in, like, 95 degrees plus even, um, it's not sometimes as bad as, like, the Chicago weather, but – the altitude, the first couple of days were pretty bad, just getting adjusted. Um, we just felt ourselves, you know, fatiguing maybe a little bit faster. But now, like, with three weeks in, I would say we're all definitely adjusted. But, I mean, who's not to say, like, we have our rough days, you know, where we're like, holy crap, like, today was a bad day. Like, I felt like I was losing my breath a lot. Um, but overall, I think, yeah, we adjusted well, just constantly hydrating. We have a lot of um, – like recovery tools and resources. So we do like pool recoveries. We have um, like our athletic trainer, we get massages, we do a bunch of stuff like ice baths as well. So I think that kind of keeps us fresh in this Utah heat. Keeping on uh, like tournament life still in the game. So as we start transitioning into more soccer stuff, uh, coming out of the group play and putting that to a close, talking about that last game a little bit prior to that final group match, um, the whole team started participating in this pass it on initiative that was spearheaded by, by Sarah Gordon. And we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that and just sort of hear your perspective, right. As, as white women, as non-black women and so as to why, uh, you know, it's important to show allyship and show support for things like, uh, the pass it on, on initiative or, you know, by extension, you know, black lives matter. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, for me, like it was one, like Sarah's passion um, towards just every, towards everything, towards life, but like specifically the Black Lives Matter movement is like very contagious. And so when you have someone like that as well, like really like buying into it and like really just like wholeheartedly supporting it, it is infectious. And so I think a lot of us, like when she brought the Pass It On initiative, initiative into um, our team, like all of us kind of jumped on it. And for me personally, like 
you know, it's great to continue to support and educate yourself and like show that through like Instagram or Twitter, but like, it's another level of actually being able to take action. And so with this past on initiative, you were able to take more action. And so like, that was for me, like a really great experience and something that you were, you know, supporting on. Yeah. Like the next tier. So, um, and for me as well, like I had my boyfriend and family members also match my donation. So it wasn't just our team. And then like we have supporters and more fans and then it grew into a bigger NWSL thing where then other teams are buying into it. So it was just really awesome to see see like the growth and like everyone really you know supporting like this one cause and um like just to get your mind right um initiative like it was just we especially like a, a lot of us you know growing up or whatever way of life you're in like you do have like those mental lapses or you know like mental illness and so like that is like really important for soccer players like as professional athletes like you do want to have like mental strength is very important for your success and so even just buying into that as well um we really wanted to get back in that way and it was just a really great initiative and organization being able to um, provide trauma therapy to the black communities in chicago was something that just really hit home for all of us and um I, it was great and i hope that we can continue to do something like that yeah, I would say like it's been important for us to specifically look for organizations within the city. Um, one, we're representing them, but two, for so many of us on the team, because that's where we grew up. I think it's really, you know, it hits differently to like see it every single day when we're, you know, not in Utah, but we're training in Chicago and seeing um, like all the violence that does happen in the city. And so specifically finding those organizations. And then we had a lot of conversations on you know, like what does change look like? And with our platforms, how can we take that next step? And so um, like the biggest thing like we are thinking of is like immediate change is like a healing process. And it's not something that can just like start to happen. But I think finding Get Your Mind Right was like just a great organization, especially for us being here, like we touched on it. It's like nothing about what we're doing in the bubble is normal life. And it's like very hard on our mental health. And so um just to know you know that this is only like a smallest margin of like everything that the black community has to go through um not just only in this pandemic of the coronavirus but the pandemic of literally the loss of black lives through police brutality through um everything else that it was just really important for us and i mean i love learning about new things i think it was awesome like kayla said just the way that it just sort of got out and everybody wanted to jump on board the support and how much money we raised was it was really cool to see how one idea and one thought can just really make a change and it was cool that the whole team like really bought into it and was able to do something with like the conversations we were having um I think it was awesome yeah I love that it sort of came uh, to life kind of in that final group match if it, it almost seemed like um, it brought a different type of energy for you guys heading into that final game. And uh, we actually just recapped it uh, for the fans uh, on our prior episode, and we enjoyed uh, chatting a bit about it. And uh, Casey had a huge moment in that game, wild, and I loved your reaction to it, Hannah, talking about that she's a girl. That was really dope. Can we just sort of talk about the, the final group game and the vibes of, of that game and uh, how it feels good to close out with a win? Yeah, I think just, like, the whole vibe of Utah has been really hard on everyone, and specifically Sarah and Casey, to me, like, both of them, but Casey just having, like, 
the ultimate moment in the game. Um, seeing how both of them just like really graciously deal with all of this and like are still showing up to practice and being some of the like most energetic, beautiful souls, like making everyone laugh, um, you know, taking things day by day, finding like little wins throughout the day um, is so inspiring for me to see. And then both of them just being like total badasses mm -hmm. on the field. Uh, there was never a doubt in my mind also that we were going to lose the game, even as like the clock was ticking down, like, Casey had multiple opportunities that were should have like definitely inside been. the 18 yeah. box, like as a Where defender, pulled down, like <laughs> an offsides call. Like it was coming. Like we just had to keep knocking. And so to see just her resilience off the field, and then to see her just like translate that, she's been clutching so many of our games. Like when we played Orlando last year, scoring mm -hmm. in overtime, um, she just is like seriously someone I idolized before I was on the team and now like getting to know her and like really how genuinely beautiful she is, is I just love Casey. Yeah. That was just like <laughs> such a, it was just a, such a sweet moment, you know, like, especially on top of doing the pass on initiative, like all the emotions and the emotional roller coasters we've been on, especially like Sarah and Casey have been on like the, their entire lives, but especially like the past couple of months and these weeks leading up to this tournament. So it was a, sweet moment and I mean Casey just like levitated up like she yeah. just jumped her vertical must have been insane um and like that just shows her you know like determination and her will to win and that fire that just ignites yeah. in her soul um so yeah I mean we if it was anyone like we would have been ecstatic with like, just because it was Casey too like yeah. constantly you know flying up and down that flank trying to get something to happen um was great and of course we got our first team win of the tournament which was good um about we, time yeah <laughs> it was about time and ha we want to you know continue on with that momentum into the um, knockout stage now so i think like that was just one of the best things that could have happened in the last yeah. game yeah, she probably doubled that money too with that shot. Yeah, seriously. We were like, there's a lot of money in this game case. Yeah. Put it away. Um, yeah, we, we also wanted to like participate in it too. And I know that like I I was like, ah, Casey scored. I got to bump this. Pleasure. <laughs> like it just motivated you all that much more. Exactly. Players going to transition. Into yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you guys actually kind of started pivoting us in the right direction already. We're moving into knockout soccer now. Um, this is the, you know, having a quarterfinal is new for the NWSL. It's a little bit different in that everyone is participating in it. Um, how does it feel to kind of finally, you know, you've made it through the group stage. I know for you guys, it's been kind of a long process of really treating it like a preseason. So now kind of season begins now. Um, I'm sure that's exciting. Is it a little bit daunting too, to have these games ahead of you where it's kind of win or go home? Yeah, I think it's exciting. It's obviously everyone <laughs> makes get, it. like makes it. So right. I think the way that we went about our last game was really, um, I don't know, methodical in the way of like treating it like this was our first playoff game and almost like we had to win that game to get to this game. To um, I think everyone on our team just like thrives from that feeling of like it being earned and like we deserve to be here. And I think throughout the way, like with all just the way the tournament had been going, that win really – is driving us hard into these quarterfinals and then um I mean I I love playoffs I know it's definitely um a very unique opportunity that not every NWSL team makes playoffs and like we've been lucky enough now for both of our years um but it's nothing that we take for granted like it takes a lot of work and um you know we're just as determined as if you know it was yeah. any other situation to go in and win this game and um we're here to make it to the final or else you know 
we've endured this, this <laughs> isolation life, life too long. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to go home. And so I think that it's just been really cool to see the team like rally around. Our energy is definitely higher. Um, the way that we have, we have just prepared for it. I think our energy is high. We're starting to really like click and get into form. We're finding like the relationships that work on the field um, and just putting a lot of focus into those areas that we have seen in the last few games haven't been, you know, right where we want them to be. But I think we're starting to peak at like just the right time that will carry us on. Yeah. I mean, I echo what Hannah says. Um, everyone makes it to the quarterfinals. So like it, obviously it's exciting that we're all here, but now like the work really does start. Um, I think that, I mean, preseason was like, you know, pretty short and we're just coming back from quarantine and trying to get the connections. And now the past three weeks of the group play, um, it was still like a preseason for us. Like you mentioned, um, it, it was great. I think also like the way Rory and the coaching staff came, like looked at it and they were very strategic with everything of wanting to have that full rotation and like getting the minutes and um, seeing the new players. And again, just kind of fostering those relationships. I think that really aided us because not every team did that in the NWSL during this tournament. So I think that was just like a very smart move. And I think that it grew, helped everyone grow, um, helped like the normal starters grow, continuing to, match that rhythm and to get back on pace and then for people like us who really haven't seen a lot of time in the past like continuing to grow and just having more game experience so then in practice like we know exactly you know the level that we need to match in order to make like the starting group like perform to the best of their ability as well um i'm really excited for this knockout stage it's you win you stay you lose you go home and so i think that definitely does um spark some more fire in all of us um and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Like Hannah said, we're kind of like moving forward now. We're progressing. We're kind of hitting like the peak. Um, we still have a lot to work on, to be honest. And I think that's not lost on anyone. So it's just going to take a lot of work, continue to, you know, like analyze film, like going over um, certain strategies that we want to use in um, Saturday's game. So, um, yeah, we just have a lot more work. But it's going to be nice to see the work pay off. And hopefully it does. In terms of, of, like you said, going over tape and stuff, do you guys kind of wish that you were playing against a team that you had already played once before? Or is it exciting to get kind of a new opportunity against a team that you haven't gotten to see yet? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think it's nice that we are playing someone new because, like, you guys, you didn't match up before. So, like, now you, you know, you can try, like, completely new things. And it's also, like, you're not really worried about, okay, this is how they unleashed us or, like, broke us down in the last game. Like, it's more like you can play a little bit more freely. And I think also by not playing that team before, like, again, it brings some more energy because you're like, all right, like, we haven't seen each other this year. It's the only time we're playing this team this year, you know? So, like, why not, like, go balls to the wall? Um, but then on the other hand, if, since we haven't played them, we're not necessarily getting that film and like actually being more strategic. So I know, I think there are pros and cons. Yeah. I feel like our team just doesn't really care who we're playing. I think we're <laughs> going to fuck them up. So, yeah. Sounds like you guys think you're going to win, and I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more like we just never care like, what the, like who the opponent is because we're going to like play our hardest and like we'll try we'll always be the one to hopefully like outwork them like we have like a certain like DNA um so yeah I, I agree with Anna's team. <laughs> I love it uh you have to hear folks uh, they think they're gonna win so let's just you know run with that we're just gonna run with those vibes going exactly. into 
going into the quarterfinals. Like uh, I think maybe we should shift a little bit, you know, for, for time. We don't want to keep you guys too much longer. Uh, and we want to talk about things that really, really do matter. So we're talking about the city of Chicago, uh, the greatest place in the world. You guys being local, being local Chicagoland kids, uh, just flat out. Hotel life is not easy. Being on the road is not easy. How much do you miss Chicago, guys? So much. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think mainly I just miss the food. Like, uh, I live in West Loop, and there's just, like, right down the street, just all such amazing restaurants. And I don't know if this is going to get us in trouble, but the food here is just... Ugh. It's hard. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's hard to please everyone for sure. Um, yeah. Hopefully, no one hears that from me. But it's, it's not it's not Chicago. We'll just say that it's definitely not Chicago. Exactly. It's not home. Standards. Exactly. For sure. It's always um, different when it's not home. Yeah. Um, and being able to like walk, walk around, around and explore. That's like one of my favorite things to do in the city is like walk around new neighborhoods or just down by the river, and we can occasionally walk around the parking lot which is yeah. not the same <laughs> some nice mountain views but it, nothing like yeah i think i think michelle vasconcelo said that she watched scarlet just like pick up rocks and put rocks back down <laughs> for like a half hour the other <laughs> week and i'm like that's a hotel vibe that's really yeah, a vibe. That's how we entertain ourselves <laughs> yeah. literally i like clean my room multiple times a day because i'm like what else what else, what else am i gonna do, do? <laughs> yeah. i like organize my food by like it's like alphabetical <laughs> order are you kidding me oh gosh I yeah I mean you can't match Chicago food so I miss that a lot um having the lakefront and the river also is amazing um I mean it's always just like a great environment to be in in Utah like it's gorgeous everywhere like the mountains like the view is insane it's really just unfortunate that you know we can't experience it because we're in the bubble so that is like a really big bummer that you know we wish obviously would be different but given the circumstances like we totally understand and um I don't know like I just miss going like it just even I mean this is everyone though like I miss you know going to like Chicago sporting events and like Windy City Smokeout and things like that that are just like such Chicago like homegrown like facets you know so um hopefully I mean I'm excited to get back to that but again it's COVID, COVID is still like, yeah. Chicago's not exactly Chicago right now anyway. Right, right. so um, no, but we miss it. It's our home. Um, so w whether we get back, we don't know when. Um, I'm just we're obviously looking forward to it, but it would be much better and more sweet if we get the win here yeah. and get that bring championship and bring it home. That would be the best case scenario. It would be sort of bridging the bubble life and, and Chicago life and talking about Chicago food in particular. Uh, is there like just looking back on living in the bubble and like thinking about things back home? Is there maybe like a Chicago treat that you wish somehow you can magically have right now at like the snap of a finger, whether it's like a slice of pizza, hot dog, it's summertime, Italian ice, something. That well, I was going to say you kind of nailed it for me. Like, Sometimes, you know, just having like a greasy meal, like I, Pertillo's baby, like all day, like I love Pertillo's and just if I could have like a Chicago style hot dog with fries, cheese fries and chocolate cake shake, mm, like I feel like I have so much energy for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, I really, I haven't had like meat in a while, but I just crave Chicago hot dogs like oh. all the time. <laughs> It's like really a problem, but I also love Mexican food. So like I live by Federales, mm -hmm. and so 
I like will daydream sometimes while we're here of like getting like so chips good. and salsa and guac and like a margarita at Federales in the sun. And yeah, I'm a huge Mexican food fan. So, well, I, we definitely don't want to bring you guys down and make you homesick. Ahead of a very important game. We definitely don't want to be responsible for that. So we're going to like <laughs> transition out of it a little bit. Uh, Chicago forever moving on. Um, <laughs> In terms of maybe just closing out the interview, we usually like to do that with uh, some some fun stuff. Um, and we did ask your teammates some similar questions, so we don't know if maybe you've had some intel on how to prepare for this. No, but we no for ask, All right, we did we did ask them uh, like, and we're gonna ask you guys if you have uh, a favorite current TikTok right now, cool. or Vine if you still got love for Vine. Oh. I mean, I love Vine, but it's gone, <laughs> man. Um, ooh, that's hard. I've liked the ones I think are funny when like the girlfriend dresses up as the boyfriend and like starts and then the boyfriend comes in and like her skirt and like Were they is it the switch one or no? It, it's similar to that one, but I think it's so funny seeing guys like come in and dress up like trying to mimic their girlfriends. It's really funny because <laughs> I think my boyfriend would definitely do that <laughs> and I want to do it. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, I couldn't even imagine that. Ah, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean. TikTok is just a black hole. Like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch five minutes, and oh, crap, it's been, like, an hour later, and I don't even know what I'm on. Like, it's wild to me, so. All the organization ones, too. I want to, like, start yes, organizing my hotel room. I, like, like favorite Oh, them. I need to order these things to organize <laughs> yeah. things in my hotel room. I feel like my For You page is honestly yeah. that, or, like, arts and crafts stuff. Um, I think that's, like, super interesting and mesmerizing. Um, I know I follow just, like, a lot of accounts where, um, I, I forget what, one this one specifically but she just always like tells a really funny joke to her husband and her husband is just like cackling in the background and it's like the, their interaction is oh i need it i'll let you know like okay, yeah follow up with us on that yeah. but it's so it oh my god it's 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 great or like the ones where they uh constantly are um pulling pranks on like their family members like that just hits home because i like to mess around with my family so any of those like i i enjoy the 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 comedic ones, <laughs> like funny ones. Uh, for this next one, feel free to uh, use your phones if you like to. Uh, don't feel bad, kid. We also have to follow up with Ella because we kind of stumped her with that question is too. She was like, get back, <laughs> get back to me and I'll have an answer for you. So we're going to get back to the both of you guys to that one. Uh, but for this one, this is sort of like on brand for us. Uh, we kind of enjoy talking to you guys about music. We did that last year during the championship final, getting everybody's uh, uh, championship final track so we wanted to ask the two of you if there's a particular uh you know tournament jam that you guys got going on if there's like a tournament song that's hyping you up right now during the challenge cup i mean i don't know if it's like there's a specific song but like recently in the vans we've been just put playing like the 2000 throwback hits you know the spotify playlist and like for me there's nothing better than that like i love new music but just throwing on a throwback where you know every single word and every the entire van is like exploding uh, with like <laughs> uh, singing. It's it's I don't know. I, I can look for the specific. Just like just that. like rolling up like blasting like, like, like burn by Usher. Yes, yes. like yes. Usher, like Ayaz, uh, Jason Derulo, like yeah. oh my gosh, T Pain, like ah, uh, yeah. it's great. It Do you know the, a specific one hand? Um. Yeah, no, those have been really fun. Oh, we even so had fun. some, like, high school musical oh, yeah. playing the other day. <laughs> we did karaoke. Yeah. High school musical. What else did we have? We had some camp rock. I don't know if that should ever be shared, but... <laughs> 
Well, everybody, if you're looking to add to your Chicago Red Stars playlist, yeah, not that one, do we? Camp Rock and High School Musical. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say it. <laughs> no, we meant to say Travis Scott Sickle Mode. That's what we said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Who some Riri. We loved Umbrella we were listening to. And which is what what one did you say in the video, the Chicago Red Stars video? I said Toes by the baby. Mm. Good. That's a good yeah. yeah. We had some Neo, Rihanna, Beyonce. Yeah. All the above. Word. Clay, you want to hit him with the last one? Yeah, I mean, I guess this is obviously you, got, you guys are focused on staying in the bubble as long as possible. Um, but, you know, outside of maybe coming back to Chicago and getting to sleep in your own beds and food like and stuff like that and eat the food that is available here, what are kind of your guys' hopes for what you guys are able to do as players and what you guys are able to do as a team once this is over for the next six to 12 months? Yeah, I think that there's some stuff up in the air of, um, like, continuing to, to train and be together as a team. Um, I'm not really sure what the status is on that, if that's been released or not. But I hope that the team does, you know, have the opportunity to come together if at least COVID is over just to um, start some of the initiatives that we've been talking about to, like, get back to the community. Because I think it's really hard in the bubble not physically being present with the city and like having to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, which obviously we, we showed through the past on challenge can be very beneficial. Um, but I think like starting, whether it's like soccer camps or, you know, a nonprofit, there's been like talks about a bunch of different things that we can do as a team that nothing has been finalized, but things that get me really excited to think about that I hope, um, you know, there's time for us to all get together and start to, do that if nothing else um and then if we're all there like we're always down to train and everyone wants to keep playing um so a little bit of bold finding ways to just keep giving back to chicago um make appearances at different organizations or clubs or schools um things like that and yeah it's safe to do so i think um just kind of hitting off what she was saying that um how i mentioned earlier to like the pass it on challenge you know being like an actual an actual action step forward of doing, you know, more than just behind the scenes. That was great. And I think like for me personally, I know like for you, for like a ton of the team as well, like we want to continue to like have more of a hands-on approach and like actually, you know, really be involved. And that does um, like right now is hope. I mean, it's probably going to be more physical. Like we want to be physically present. Um, there are things that we can do like virtually as well, which we have been doing, but I think just that would be like the best scenario. And I think that is something that we are are all looking forward to um, as a team, like soccer wise. I mean, we soccer is our sport. It's our job. Like, of course, we want to continue to play. And I think if we can do that in the safest way possible, if we want to do that, um, I think though it will probably be important for a lot of us. Like, once the tournament is over, to have some space, a little mental break, little yeah, mental break sure. just yeah. you know, like we've been quarantined technically since March. Um, right. I know obviously a lot of people have, but like we were taking it like very carefully because we knew like soccer could, can start at, at any moment. So we just wanted to be safe. Um, so I think we would want like a little bit of time just to like recalibrate and things right. like that. Um, but after that, I mean, as a professional player, soccer player, as that it, since it's our job, it's kind of hard to call you yourself that when you're only playing at a high level for two months, you know? So like, of course, like we want to continue to improve, continue to grow and also continue to foster like a team chemistry and 
because it's hard to really know your teammates that we have several girls who are new and two months isn't enough time to really get those relationships down. Um, so yeah, we're hoping that we'll have, we'll have some practices, but we just have no idea at this moment what that's going to look like. And obviously we're going to want to do it in a safe way. So we'll want to be tested. And then what does that mean? Like, are we going to continue to quarantine ourselves? Like there's just so much in the air um, and that we want to follow. So, I mean, we're looking, we're looking forward to it. Um, but I don't know. I guess we're, we're, right now we're just kind of, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, we'll absolutely be waiting. We'll be watching. Uh, we'll be supporting you guys as always and here to cover you guys for the duration of the tournament and, of course, beyond. I want to thank you both uh, so much for taking the time uh, to spend with us today, and uh, hopefully it's not the last time. So. And thank you to both of you guys. You guys are, like, awesome. Just following everything, being on top of everything. <laughs> but seriously, you guys, like, fill yeah. my um, timeline, and I yeah. love it. just keeps us up to date some more, and um, we just love to see the support. And seriously. Continue, continue to do that will be great. And, yeah, so we just thank you so much for having us. And like you said, we hope we can continue to have these conversations, and hopefully we'll bring that championship back to Chicago. Fabulous. All right, good luck, you guys. All right, take care, guys. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Wow. Wow, Claire. What a great interview that we just had with Hannah Davidson and Kayla Sharples of Chicago Red Stars. Really dope of them to take some time and spend some of that time with us and share some insight to life in the bubble, to life prior and maybe even post bubble and really talking about some soccer and some tournament vibes and some, you know, quarterfinal vibes. And uh, I really appreciate them for the insight that they dropped. I'm also really looking forward to potentially seeing some of that work that they were talking about. You love to hear it. You love to hear Chicagoland kids playing for a Chicago women's professional so soccer team about the importance of being tied to that city and doing work within it. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that stuff. Some of it is in, still in the works at the moment, right, Claire? Yeah, it seems like, and yeah, I, I wanted to say just quickly that I, I definitely um, very much appreciate the Red Stars organizationally and as a team understanding that, um, understanding what the work is the work is the work and it's not um tweets or, or solidarity posts or anything like that and I think that um I also just respect that they're trying to turn these things around quickly um I think there are probably many teams at this point who are like let's get back into our home cities and then and then we'll talk about this and the red stars definitely have a larger sense of urgency than that and I think that that is a testament to them and a testament to their players who it seems like are doing a very good job of balancing a lot of different things right now. But yeah, the, the one thing that they announced today and today's um, Thursday, the 16th is they're going to be doing a player auction. It looks like it says a virtual player auction for action um, benefiting Contextus, which is an organization that uses the power of education and personal narratives to promote healing and reflection while fostering critical thinking and dialogue. So it looks like they'll be auctioning off kits, cleats, soccer balls, uh, promotional appearances, that sort of thing. It looks like they're still putting the, the guts of that together right now, but keep an eye out for that. Um, I think it's great. I think you just got to keep, <laughs> keep the ball rolling as it were. You got to pass it on, Claire. You got to pass it on. And they are, guys, in case you didn't notice or weren't aware, or, uh, don't spend too much time online like me or Claire yeah. for our jobs. Um, in case you didn't notice, the Red Stars tweeted out, Sarah Gordon tweeted out, they raised officially, like they put a number on it, uh, over 15K, $15,700 
uh, during this Pass It On initiative that's going to Get Your Mind Right Shy, a Healthy Hood initiative. It's so dope to see so many come together in literally so little time. Uh, it was it's fantastic to see that. And just hearing these two players in particular talk about the impact of that and the energy that came from that and knowing that that happened away from the city in a, in a place like Utah and really kind of took off virtually, uh, it was great to see all that uh, kind of come to life. Yeah, and I think that what we what we heard a little bit actually from Rory Dames today and his availability, which was echoed by what Davison and Sharple says, which is that if you're getting kind of beaten down by the grind, uh, it's a pick-me-up to do good. If you can't feel good and you can't play good, you might as well do good. And it actually, I think, is helping them get excited about things when physically it might not feel all too good to be running out on that pitch right now. And so I think that um, it's just really good vibes. I think that they love giving back to the city and they love feeling like these games have extra significance because they're doing that. Um, and so I think it helps them on the pitch as well. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate all of it. Uh, I think when we got sports back, maybe there was a vibe of like, for some people like, oh, this feels normal. It's a sense of normalcy, but we also need to like examine maybe what that means to us and our brains when we're saying that, like, what, what does that mean? What do we really mean when we say this feels normal and what was normal when we were living in it? It was really all that good guys, you know? So I love some of this stuff that's coming out um, during this time, uh, being proactive and um, being present and having the appropriate, thought process behind things of how to move forward and try in some way to elevate and make the world better around you, especially, you know, starting within your own communities. You love to see it. So hopefully, you know, we send them our support and uh, we hope that we get to continue covering the Red Stars further in this tournament. As Claire mentioned, today, as of this recording, we did spend time in some media availabilities. We did speak with some players. We did speak with head coach uh, Rory Dames, who did speak on the, the mental fatigue of some things. And he also maybe gave us a little bit of insight to some injuries in terms of what's going on this weekend even though we did preview the match for you guys already we have some additional updates for you as well yeah got some got some specific uh some specifics on morgan Gatra specifically um she has a bone bruise on her knee from a, her collision with abby smith which i think is really painful more than anything i think that it really really hurts um and so I'm sure that it probably doesn't feel good. I think he said she's, you know, she's out at training, but she's mostly just getting walks in right now. She's just kind of keeping the joint moving. Um, and he said he's not, you know, they're not going to risk her and they're not going to risk uh, Yuki Nagasato this weekend. Um, still not, a, not on a never situation for those two. Maybe they'll get some more minutes for the rest of the tournament. But, um, you know, Chicago is always careful with this stuff and, yeah, it's just uh, just not worth risking them for this quarterfinal. And I'm sure they think that they can work around those injuries as well. I think they're confident. Um, if they weren't, I don't think they would, you know, be taking the approach that they, they are. So, um, so yeah, so essentially Morgan Gatra, it's way better news than uh, what the worst could be. Um, but it might really slow her down for, uh, for the rest of this tournament just because they don't have that many weeks left. 
yeah, time is a thing, but it's also a big roster, big roster that took down their guys. So they'll make their adjustments as, as they see feet, uh, fit. And, you know, with Rory, we also spent a little time with uh, Kelly Wai, Vanessa Bernardo. They were made available today uh, post-training. And it was good to hear their perspectives on top of Rory Dame, where we spoke a little bit about, uh, you know, playoff experience kind of coming into play as they enter into this knockout round. And um, all of them were sort of on the same page in terms of, uh, yes, having that experience, you know, is big, but this is just sort of a different type of beast uh, with the tournament style format. Shout out to Kilio Watt, who so graciously reminded me that, hey, man, everybody went ahead and advanced into these quarterfinals, so it's a different experience. Uh, but that there's definitely uh, an added layer, an added element of urgency, of, you know, importance that maybe wasn't there in the group stage. So we've, we've heard that from, you know, uh, Kayla Sarples and Hannah Davis and just now we're hearing it from you know Khalil Watt and Domestic Bernardo and Rory Dings as well so uh, definitely looking forward to the match this weekend um, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode and we will be back with you guys to you know recap that OL Reign and Chicago Red Stars quarterfinals so stay tuned continue your support of the Southside Trap podcast podcast upstands out with the Chicago Red Stars and we will be back with you soon